Welcome to the game. This is game. They should have never gave you platform. say you know gotta say it in the beginning like share comment comment y'all talk y'all come on hit them comments hit me with them comments share sub you know stone cold stunner the sub slap the like you know what to do with the rest of the <laughs> oh man got a juicy episode today for y'all let's get it let's get straight into it all right First topic. Why don't motherfuckers listen? Damn. Must be a pandemic of non-listening motherfuckers. Goddamn. They do not use their ears to listen. Or when you're texting somebody and they read the text and read it all out of context and don't even know what the fuck they talking about. What is going on, man? Why people don't listen, man? It is getting out of control. Use your ears. I know I ain't the only one out there that just be like, damn, man, why don't you listen? Use your ears, not your nose. <laughs> People be trying to listen with their mouth. The reason why I'm saying that is because like, I've been more active on Clubhouse and I see the conversational patterns that people got and they don't listen. Not at all. A lot of people on there just want to spew out and act like they experts on things and it's like bruh just listen to what the person's saying and then respond sometimes you listen you actually get your answers question i mean your question answered i'm all sounding backwards as hell <laughs> but yeah it's like bro and it's not only clubhouse i'm just i just hear more on clubhouse it's happening more out in the world today throughout social media and how people interact with each other and stuff like that even sometimes how people interact with me on the social media, I'm like, bro, if you would have just kind of, kind of listened or read, read what was going on there, then you would have got your motherfucking answer. Listen, damn, use your ears, and if you read something, use your eyes, not your mouth. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next topic. Oh, we gotta talk about what happened last week. All right, so Citibank. Lost over 500 mil. Bruh, so basically six months ago, they they made a transfer over because they're trying to bail out companies and stuff in that nature. And they made a transfer of this. Whoever did it, I know they sick to their stomach right now. The, the one or two people that did that transfer, they like, oh, God, they about to sue the hell out of us. Shit, nah, they can't sue them. They just about to fire their ass. But Citibank made a transfer of 500 mil to Revlon. For you people out there that don't know, if you in the makeup, you better know who Revlon is, all right? You feel me? Revlon is a reputable makeup company. Hold on, let me get them. Yeah. So they gave him 500 mil, probably to bail him out. You know how it goes. But the thing was, they weren't supposed to transfer over that much money. They made a mistake. A mistake. <laughs> Oh, it was all to a mistake. Oh. Oh, man. 
But what happened was uh, last week the uh, the judge made the final decision that Citibank can't get their money back because the Revlon defense was basically they said we expected to get this money. We were expecting to get this amount of money, which is crazy. I never knew you could use that as a defense because, I mean, like, sometimes banks make mistakes and transfer over money to your bank account. Yo, I'm about to... I'm about to start keeping that. <laughs> you know, usually you try to be like, all right, I'm going to get a bank the money back or tell them that. Nope. Start doing like Revlon do. Uh -huh. Be like, uh-uh, nope. I, res I expected the uh, bank to give me that money for my business. Yep. Take me to court. I'm going to do the Revlon defense unless they change the law. That's how they change laws. They're probably going to change the law and call it the Revlon law. I know that's how they would do it. Bail out the banks even more. I was just, I just found it comical because I was like, yo, that's the most simplest defense. They really said, yes, we expected to get 500 mil. Like, come on. Make a, Revlon? Y'all ain't even Sephora. Y'all Revlon. What? Man, y'all better get out of here with that bull malarkey. But hey, they won. They beat the banks. Fuck it. They trying to do an appeal and all that. But as of now. Revlon got cashed out 500 mil from Citibank, and Citibank is hurting. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> I laugh at the banks. You know why? Because they bullshit. They use your money to invest, and then they hit you with no interest at all. Just keep your money in there. Remember that. Bam. That's a gem for y'all motherfuckers. With that being said, put your money into other spaces. Where it give you better, better return on your money, better interest on your money instead of a fucking bank. But anyway, on to the next topic. Oh man, hey, yo, I feel so bad for the people out in Texas. We have to talk about this Texas debacle. Like I know people out there, man. You know what I mean? I, I don't lie. I don't usually be praying, but I'm praying for y'all motherfuckers for real, cause y'all going through some shit, man. It's like it's crazy, like. These niggas out there gotta use fucking snow to have drinkable water, bro. That's crazy. They've been basically what's happening out in Texas is like, and you know, parts of Middle America, but main, mainly Texas, is that winter is hit basically, and they having a bunch of power outages, shortage on food and water, and it's just like the politicians out there ain't really helping. I'm gonna get into them in a minute, but. Basically, it's like it's 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 going crazy, and I'm a, this is my conspiracy theory right now. This, what if like you know, what I mean, is the the temperatures been rising lately, right? When it comes to the winters and shit, this time temperature dropped super low. And if you think about it, you know, the pandemic, a lot of people been in inside. You feel me? Like, I mean, Texas been open, Atlanta been open, but for the most part, most America is supposed to be inside. And what if Mother Nature is Mother Nature in right now? Like, oh, yes. Oh, I'm healing myself. I'm about to have a, the coldest winter ever. And I'm like, that's my conspiracy theory. I don't know. Y'all let me know out there, you environmentalist motherfuckers. Y'all let me know if I'm right, if, I, if I'm nailing it on the head or not. But that's why I think why it's so, the, the winter is so cold right now in middle America and stuff like that. Like, I just feel, you know, Mother Nature kind of healing herself, healing herself, and this is what happening. And it's it's unfortunate that it's affecting so many lives 
of, you know, lack of food and water and just shortage of power and they ain't got heat and things like that. But, yeah, man, uh, let's, uh, uh, the Texas politicians, uh, for the most of y'all, fuck y'all. Tim Boyd, uh, go eat a dick, motherfucker. How you gonna tell people that elected you to be in office that they need to fight for themselves? Stop asking for handouts. Oh, y'all need to fight and find out for yourself. I'm tired of y'all people always asking for the government handout. Motherfucker, he elected your stupid ass to motherfucking help the people during a crisis. That's why they elected you. They asked for no handout. They asking for a help out. Cocksucker. Fuck that nigga Tim Boyd. In the comments below, say that. Don't say because YouTube, they be not allowing you to say cuss words and shit. They hella censoring things. But say F Tim Boyd. It's okay. Say that. And you can also say fuck Ted Cruz. Only Cruz I like is Tom anyway. Motherfucker. <laughs> this bitch ass nigga, he used to talk shit about people that go on vacation and leave out during a time of crisis. And what he do, he leave out on a time of crisis when Texas is going through some turmoil. He gonna leave and go to Cancun, trying to get his little pina coladas and stuff. He looked at it, he was like, oh shit, winter is coming? Oh shit, I can't fight them White Walkers, I'm going to Cancun. Bro went to Cancun quickly, he was like, I'm out of here, I need my strawberry daiquiri. Come on honey, we gotta go, Get round up the kids, get the luggage. And now look at him, getting a whole bunch of fucking backlash. <laughs> yeah, ha ha, ha ha, get him out of there. Bye, Ted Cruz. Fuck you too. Down in the comments. Say F Ted Cruz. Y'all got y'all can do that. Don't say fuck though. Because it ain't gonna allow the comment. But you can say F Ted Cruz. I wanna see those in the comments. F Ted Cruz. Yeah, man, these politicians, man. Politician and shit. You know my mother nerves. You see that? I if you see that, I stop myself from saying motherfucker. As I say, mother. No. Damn. <laughs> anyway, let you know what we about to get into. We about to get into the sad segment, and you know I had to talk about this movie right here. Oh, I was hyped. This movie was incredible. Yes, Judas and the Black Messiah. Let's go. You feel me? Ah, they talking about the Black Panthers. Basically, let me give you the, the synopsis and who directed it and all that, first of all. It was directed by Shaka King. I love that name. Shaka King. That just sounds just so powerful. Feel me? It was written by Will Person and Shaka King. Budget was 26 mil. It came out February uh, 12th. So far, it grossed 3.4 mil. People out there, y'all need to go watch it. It need to have more grossed out than 3.4 mil within a week. This is a black excellence movie, and we need to support. Go out there and watch it. You ain't even got to do nothing. It's on HBO Max. It's on the platform HBO Max. All you got to do is turn on your TV. If you don't got HBO Max, you know somebody that do, because that's what I'm doing. I know somebody that got it, and I'm using theirs. Thank you so much. I'm not going to disclose their name. But do the same thing. Support this movie. Black on. You feel me? Yeah. All right. Let me calm down from my rant. <laughs> wow. You know. Hey. Thank you. Thank you. You know. And it's a movie that I'm passionate about. 
Yeah, in a good way. I mean, last couple times I've been kind of knocking the movies that I've been watching because they've been fucking terrible, but this was a good one. Anyway, it was basically uh, telling the story of Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton is one of the leaders of the Black Panthers. Uh, this character was uh, played by Daniel Kaluuya. If I'm pronouncing that wrong, let me know. But I think I'm pronouncing it right. And uh, also one of the main characters, Lakeith Stanfield, his character was William O'Neill. He was the fucking Judas of the movie. The Black Messiah was Daniel Kaluuya, Fred Hampton, and the Judas was William O'Neill. And uh, before we get into the spill of the, or the synopsis of the movie and stuff like that, man... Hey, man, why do both these characters play the same type of character in every movie? Come on, now. <laughs> but, like, bro, every time, Lakeith Stanfield always plays a shady character, somebody that just seems mad, mad grimy, and Daniel Kaluuya always plays somebody that is, like, getting fucked <laughs> over. Fred Hampton was a good good role that he played, but always other character, he always plays somebody that's getting duped or something. They're getting fucked over. Jeez. They play their characters well, though. I'd say that. I'd say that. They play their characters well. What are they trying to say about Lakeith Stanfield? Is this nigga a spy? <laughs> he is a spy, ain't he? He trying to... Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, I see ya. Uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, basically, the synopsis of the movie was uh, the story of Fred Hampton and how he kind of uh, got together the Rainbow Correlation. The Rainbow Correlation was a group of... Um, People of all walks of life, Puerto Rican, white, whatever. They were disenfranchised. They were uh, usually of the lower class. He got them together. Like even like even the the, the racist whites that were uh, like unprivileged. Well, they were privileged, white privileged, but they were like not financially in the hierarchy and all that. And they were, um, you know, other lower class. He got them together and was like, yo, we have to fight the government. Our enemy is the government. It's not us. They said it showed one scene where he went in there and these these white people were talking. They had a Confederate flag and like he like one dude was like, yo, that Confederate flag that you showing, bruh. Yeah, they used that. You know, they hung us and stuff like that. And basically, uh, Fred Hampton, he came in there, spoke to him, was like, yo, we fighting the same battle. You feel me? We need to come together. We can't be be divided. That's what they want. So let's come together, and once we come together and fight this fight and defeat this enemy, then we could go our separate ways. That's basically what the Rainbow Correlation was. But also it shows how the FBI was some bitch-ass niggas, and they fucking infiltrated the Black Panthers, and they used spies such as William O'Neill, Lakeith Stanfield character. And they, they basically enticed them, seduced them with a bunch of money, drinks, probably women. They didn't really show that in the movie, but most definitely that comes with it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, basically Keith Stanfield uh, character, how he got caught up with the cops was he went into a bar and he tried to steal a car from one of the uh, opposing, uh, not opposing, the one of the other black groups. What was their name? I can't, I forgot their name, what, what they were. But he went in there and tried to steal the car. And he posed as a cop because he is basically saying that he was saying, like, he doesn't need a weapon because basically the black community are more scared of cops than a weapon. So he used that to try to steal cars and steal things from people. Boom, did that. 
They they found that they were in the bar. They found out he wasn't a cop, and they were like, "No, nah, fuck that. We about to whoop your ass." Da-da. He got away. Got caught up by the cops. Cops burned him in. Then he told them why he did all that, and then they were like, "Oh, you should be on our team. You should be with the uh, the, the FBI. You should be with us and infiltrate the Black Panthers because they consider the Black Panthers a terrorist group." Ain't that about a terrorist group, huh? So we combating racist motherfuckers, white supremacy, and they call that the terrorist group. But they don't call the KKK the terrorist group. I got you. Okay, anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's what they did with uh, William O'Neill. They just like, all right, get in there. And then they had other informants. And like, they didn't give a fuck. FBI didn't give no fucks. J. Edgar Hoover didn't give a damn. All he wanted to do was dismantle the Black Panther group. And that he fucking did by assassinating our leaders. In the end of the movie, they showed Fred Hampton getting assassinated and his family was there and all that shit. Wow. Wow. But yeah, uh uh they used him as a as a spy. They had other spies in there. They had one one dude they uh that um Lakeith Stanfield encountered with and he found out from the other agent that, oh, he was an informant. And his informant, he got killed. And he killed somebody. Like, they that's what was going on within the Black Panther group. They were sending people like this into the group. And they were like savages, bro. Savages. That's what they are savages. The Black Panthers, not savages. But the informants, savages. Like, and then, like, what was also happening, the agent that was in contact with uh William O'Neill. He was starting to get like a change of heart somewhere down the line because he starts seeing the bullshit that was going on. But one powerful scene was he was there with J. Edgar Hoover and J. Edgar Hoover was like, hey, what you gonna do when a uh when a black brother be all with your daughter? And bro was trying to deflect it. He was like, what you mean? They don't even exist. What the hell are you talking about? Nah, they ain't I don't know what you're talking about. And he kept trying to dodge a question and Edgar Hoover was like what you gonna do when a black man come in your door dating your white daughter? And bro was like, that ain't gonna happen. And J.O. Hoover, he was just basically trying to fish out which cops and agents he really hate black people so he could really use them as they as his soldiers. So that agent was having a uh, excuse me, uh-uh, ooh, pardon me. Uh that agent was having a change of heart because he starts seeing like the bullshit, and it wasn't really justice being used, and he saw a lot of illegal tactics that was being used against the Black Panthers. And he came into one of the meetings, he started being part of the Rainbow Correlation. He was like, man, bruh, I can't understand your struggle and your pain, but I see the bullshit that's happening. Alright, I'm I fuck with it. So, that was happening on in the FBI section and all that and stuff like that, and then like, you know, also, another scene that was pretty powerful, and it's like, it it, it shows the, the division of smaller black groups at times, where Fred Hampton, he went into the, uh, the one black group, I can't think of their name, they were like a, uh, they were another like, um, correlation that was doing the same thing as the Black Panthers, like feeding the community, helping out the kids, education, helping out the women, helping out the men. And he went in there, and they were mad hostile against him. And Fred Hampton basically did the same thing. He was like, bro, we fighting the same battle. Like, 
we we are doing the same thing that y'all doing and it's better if we have numbers. But at first they were mad hostile. And it's a, it's like that a lot when it comes to black groups that's doing the same thing. I see this shit a lot out here in San Diego. And the prime example is with these uh food and clothes drives. Like a lot of you motherfuckers, I done been to a lot of y'all food and clothes drives and y'all bickering and fucking complaining about other groups that's doing the same thing that y'all doing when y'all should be coming together and fucking, you know, fighting the damn power. Hell, help be like this. Oh, you got it this weekend? Cool. Help out this weekend, next weekend, or follow them after that, we're going to help you out. Instead of doing it on the same day, trying to fucking this big dick swinging contest and shit. Like, this shit is whack, bro. And I felt the same correlation between that. And maybe we, we like, what it is, we don't have somebody. How, like, a Fred Hampton came in and spoke with logic and told people, like, we're fighting the same fight. We need to come together. We need to stop uh, doing this shit dividingly because we're not going to win that way. So that was another powerful moment to, to me in the movie, too. And, like, bro... Like that was the that was the synopsis of the movie. It was the 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 uh the life of Fred Hampton. You got more details of what he did because you know they didn't teach that shit in fucking school. They ain't teaching in high school. They ain't teaching in college. They're not teaching about Fred Hampton. And if if he is in the book or the Black Panthers, they basically saying we were a terrorist group and we were they they were fucking hostile. Who you hear? I'm saying we yo Black Panther. <laughs> but yeah, bro, like the. Maybe the pages were stuck together. I don't know. They always want to teach us that white history. Sometimes that shit, Christopher Columbus racist ass be boring as hell. I don't want to learn about that nigga all the goddamn time. I don't want my kids to learn about bruh like that. Or I want them to depict him the right way. He was a fucking savage that went over to America because he got kicked out of England because he was a bitch ass nigga. And then went over to America and then tried to be the cool guy. You know, it's a lot of niggas like that. Y'all encounter a lot of motherfuckers like that in San Diego. The nigga that was a motherfucking pootie. In his hometown. Then he come to fuck San Diego. And he go. Ha ha ha. I'm big bad. Uh, Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> but yeah. That was just a synopsis of the movie. And then at the very end of the movie. That shit was fucking. It, it, it hurt bro. It's like. Damn they just assassinate. Our leaders like that. In cold blood. And bro was 21 years old. He had way more life to live. And like. Had way more greatness to fucking give our community. And what he could accomplish. If he didn't get assassinated. And then have motherfuckers like William O'Neill fucking around being a spy. And basically, at the end of the movie, they had the interview with William O'Neill, and he basically said that, yeah, he grossed around 200K of today, today money. And later on, after that interview, he ended up murking himself. If you don't know what murking means, it means kill. He ended up committing suicide because he couldn't take the fucking turmoil and his internal battles and demons that he was fighting of what he did to this group and to this man that it looked like clearly it was his friend. He was like really, really close to bro. And bro, like Fred Hampton made him head of security and all that. And like he took his own life. Hey man, it's a burden, bro. You do, you do fuck shit. You know what I mean? That burden might weigh too much on your heart. And shit like that might happen. But yeah, once again, that was a an amazing movie. Yes, HBO Max. I see y'all. I see you. Yes, I've been doing a lot of films on the sad segment because it's been a lot of films that I want to go over. And they usually is directed and written by a black person. So with that being said, 
I'm going to keep doing films until I see a show that I like, which I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. It's a couple shows coming down the line that I like. And albums. I need to do more albums. But you, 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 the people out there, you artists out there, y'all need to send me your music. Don't send me your YouTube. I don't fucking want to watch your goddamn video, at least not yet. I want to be a fan of your music. Send me your music. Apple Music preferably. Unless you got SoundCloud. Like, I'd rather have Apple Music or SoundCloud. All that other riffraff, I ain't fucking with it. Alright? Anyway. Oh, snap. You know what time it is. Oh, snap It is meantime. meantime. Oh, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's get into the memers. Ah, okay, you know, it's around tax time. Don't, you know, people got them up, fill out for them taxes. If you're going to get money back, or you're going to have to owe the government money back. Oh, that'd be such a sad day when you got to owe the government money back. Damn. Oh. But anyway, let's get to the first first meme. It got Cuba Gooden Jr. and he got his hands. He getting arrested by uh uh I don't know who this white dude is. He must be CIA or something. Uh, and Cuba Gooden Jr. was like, God damn, what do I do now? All I did, all I said was somebody go suck that baby D. <laughs> but anyway, it it reads me after doing my own taxes and getting back. <laughs> 28k for okay 28,493 dollars that's the correct way to say it but it. i'll just round it down 28k <laughs> bro if you're doing your own taxes just know the right way to do it because you might go to jail if you do it the wrong way but hey you got your own business write them expenses off if you were able to work your your business during i know oops wasn't supposed to say that word. Sorry. The thing that's had us in the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> look it. If you have is in a business, write your expenses, fuck it. That's all I got to say. Let's go on to the next meme. Oh man, the the penny did it. Got a lot of paper, got a lot of kids. Got the kitties in homeschool. So you know, you know, the pictures coming out and Basically, got a little bro with his legs crossed. He looks sophisticated as fuck. <laughs> oh, man. He got the legs crossed, but he's in his pajamas. And it says, school pictures this year going to be like, and they got the crying. Oh, my God. Laughing face. Oh, yeah. I see it. Yeah. Let me see them school pictures. Let's get it. Kids going to be like this in the pajamas, chilling. Looking mad sophisticated. Oh, man. All right, so we got the meme. We got Daniel Kaluuya, and he got all his uh, characters that he played, and it's basically what I was saying. He plays the same character. He always somehow getting backstabbed every time. And it says, when will he learn? Question mark. <laughs> and it shows him. shows him in Black Panther. shows him in uh, Judas and the Messiah. It shows him in... Oh, what's the one movie where he was, uh, he, he, uh, they killed the cop and they had to bamp out and run? If y'all know that, let me know in the comments. Then they had the, the one movie, uh, Get Out with the T, where he got backstabbed by the white family. Huh, huh, huh. That white family was, oh man, scared me. White folks scare me at times. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. Woo. All right, man. Well, 
Once again, this is The Gap. I'm Kamal. And, yeah, go well, go watch that movie. Go watch Judas, Judas and the Messiah. Once again, that, that, movie, that movie deserves more eyes on it. You feel me? More eyes on it. Yeah, go watch it. Yeah. Black Panthers, Fred Hampton, R.I.P. To a damn legend. Anyway, like the tubers say, like, share, comment, subscribe, and push that notification bell. Slap the comments. Uppercut the like. Stone Cold Stunner. That's a subscription tonight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And for the potters out there, I'm on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, so y'all go check it out. Hey. On that note, I'm out of here. Woo! Fuck you, Tim Boyd and Ted Cruz. Only Cruz I fuck with is Tom Cruise, because he did Mission Impossible. Bitch. <laughs> this was good. This was good. Ooh, yeah.